one. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Hard Nine Pod. I am Mike Noble, and joined, obviously, as always, with me is my co-host, Caleb Noble. Uh, finals week up there at University of Illinois, so almost done with this semester, correct? Yep, just about. only have a couple. I only have, like, two more things to do, and then I'm done. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, finals week, always, always stressful. Uh, it was never too terrible for me as a speech comm major. Not that difficult. No, hey, no, no, not disparaging my other speech comm majors, but it really was not that difficult of a finals week ever for me. No, I wouldn't think it would be. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound hard at all. Um, today is December the 11th, two weeks until Christmas. For those of you who celebrate Christmas, happy or Merry Christmas. For those of you who celebrate something else or don't celebrate anything at all, happy holidays because that's what, what we do here. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't think I can. Take, I don't think I can add anything to that one. Um, listen. So uh, before we get to the Cardinals, which obviously we're going to spend the majority of, we really wanted to hit the starting pitching. Seems like that is a massive hot button issue right now on social media, on the call-in talk shows, on MLB Network. Uh, the need for the Cardinals to add starting pitching. We're going to talk about that in a little bit, but we did kind of want to get to a few things since we talked last time. Um, We'll finish it up with the Contreras contract because I think that leads into the starting pitching. But I do think a few things, um, a lot of moves still, like a lot of moves still happening right now. And um, some ones that we didn't talk about, one that we didn't hit on was Mitch Hanniger to the Giants. A uh, sneaky move for the Giants, actually. Yeah, it's a good move. They need to get a star or their offseason, though, is a failure. You know, like, yeah. like Hanniger is a good, a good player, but um, – you you need you need to go get someone to bat in the middle of your order, or I don't really care what else they do. I don't think they need to get um, two Kenley guys. Jansen. Maybe Kenley Jansen, the Red Sox, good move. Weird. Yeah, weird because obviously, like we'll talk about sure in a second, they're um kind of the captain of their franchise is gone, and you're spending on you know Yoshida and Jansen instead of Xander Bogarts. Yeah, um, speaking of Xander Bogarts. Thoughts? What the hell are the Padres doing? <laughs> That's such a dumb deal. Good for Xander, but that is such a stupid, stupid contract to get out. Are you just shocked as I am by these 11 year deals? Like, I, I think they're stupid. Turner 30, Bogart's 30, 31. Um, I understand it. Look, I understand what you're trying to do. If Bryce started out with the 13 year deal, by the way, greatest deal in sports history right now. That's different, Bryce, though, because Bryce Harper yeah, wasn't going to be 40, 42 whenever Agreed. his contract ended. But do you think it, it, it is – did the terms ever come out of the Xander deal? Is all the money front-loaded so that it's – No, it's – I mean, as far as I, I know, I think it's just 24 every year. Okay, I didn't get it. I honestly should have looked that up. That's bad on me. But um, I, I wondered if maybe they front-loaded that contract to where they're overpaying at the beginning when you're getting prime Xander. Look, we're no, Xander Bogus might be able to hit for 11 more years. But he's not going to be – No, we won't. And here's the thing. that You know what they did? They're doing, and they had ladies get a handle on this. They're manipulating the luxury tax is what they're doing by giving right. them more years and saying, well, we don't want to have to pay more penalties each year. So we're going to, just going to give them two extra years where we know we're probably not. He might even be playing at the end of this contract. Right. You want to hear something crazy? If he plays this entire contract with the Padres, he will have played more games and seasons with the Padres than the Red Sox. <laughs> Wild. So this, does this cement that they're moving Tatis to the outfield then, I assume? Yeah. Yeah. 
because you know obviously as soon as that happened cardinal fans and probably at every probably almost every fan base same way uh react you know tatis is available would you go get him um he's not available like let's just be honest also i think maybe you you hit it but we've talked about this before i continue to say with tyler o'neill and people keep telling me he's getting traded uh fernando tatis jr's value could not be lower than it is right now yeah no i mean I don't think they're going to trade him at all. Maybe after I they sign Juan Soto, if that ends up happening. Um, do you I heard an interesting. Was... Sorry, uh, I didn't interrupt you, but do you do you believe that was why the Bogarts deal happened? Because they may not, they're not going to sign Soto, or or do you think with AJ Preller, obviously you never know, or do you think that uh, you know it was one of those like safety, hey, protect us. Now if we end up with Soto, great. But if we don't, we're protected with Zant. You, you know what I'm saying? I think it's more than that. I think, yes, yeah, Soto probably, yes. But also Manny Machado has an opt-out after next year if okay. he'd like to use it. So they protected him against both of those things, I guess. And I think it's also a little bit of, hey, you know, we know we have Manny in 2023. We know we have Soto and Tatis in 2023. Let's go try and win it this year because this might be the only year we have this opportunity. Yep. Um, so maybe that's what it was. What did you want to say beforehand? Sorry, I, before I stepped on your, your – I don't know, but if you're, if you're Xander Bogarts – I love Xander Bogarts, by the way. He's one of my favorite players in baseball. Um, if you're Xander Bogarts and you see Trey Turner, turn him down. Okay? So that's the first choice, turn down. Second choice, 14 years is what they were offering Aaron Judge. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? 14 years, so turned him down. And they're like, oh, okay, I guess we'll just go throw 11 at you, Xander. Are you a little bit like, hey, what the what the fuck was I? I was your third choice. Why does nobody else want to take your money? Like you're overpaying for everybody. What yeah, are they I doing? Don't I don't think he looked at it that way because that man made so much money that that's what he's looking at. I heard but. something interesting. First off, the Red Sox only offered him six years, one sixty was their best offer. So a right. hundred twenty million dollars less than what he ended up getting. So about what they offered twenty seven million a year. Yeah. Um, that's actually a fair offer <laughs> to be Correct. fair for Andrew Bogarts, but yeah. um, the Padres had to so overpay for him because he wanted to go back that he legitimately could not have said no. Right, you can't say no to the deal they offered you. You cannot say no to 120 more million dollars than the Red Sox gave you. You just can't. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And, also, and also, the union, the union probably would not allow. Like, remember not coming allow. into this season when the talk was. High AAV, low set, low year, amount of years was going to be the new thing because Correa did it, because Scherzer did it, Verlander, different situations. But um, and then we see Degrom get five, and then we see Bogarts get eleven. We see Correa get eleven. We see, I mean, Judge get nine. Right. Nobody learned a damn thing from Albert Pujols. <laughs> like it's like they forgot. They saw no. him come back and start hitting again. It was like, oh, we can make guys be able to do that. Wait, what is going said, on? It's wild to me that the narrative, and I understand it. Don't don't get me wrong. I, I logically understand the narrative, but that the narrative is that because of all of this, that now immediately the Mets, the Padres, and the Phillies, obviously Phillies coming off the World Series, I understand it, are so much better than the Cardinals. Just because you're spending so much money, guys, does not equate like I don't know how often to say it. The the one with the most toys does not always win. They never do. When I want to. I want to go back, pre Yankee dynasty. Okay, how many teams with the highest payroll have won the World Series? I want to say zero. And to be fair, let's be fair with that that Yankees dynasty. 
half of those guys were Yankee draft picks. Yeah, but they, they always had the highest payroll, so that's why I put in that qualifier. But, but they also paid their guys. They paid Jeter. They paid Bernie. They paid Pettit. Well, they, they also brought in A Rod. They brought in Tags. Mariano Rivera. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, so that, I mean, that's five massive guys that were yeah. there. Obviously, they I mean, went out and they got Messina. They got Tino Martinez. They got Scott Brocious. They got David Justice. They Teixeira. had a guy. Huh? What? A Rod, Teixeira, Absolutely. those guys. But I'm saying, like, I, I think a, a Cano also homegrown. A lot of people forget that one of their main core outside of A Rod with the long extension was, was homegrown. Yeah, they, I mean, the Yankees have always, I think they've always gotten fond of that. Oh, they spin big, they buy championships. They've created. They create almost every core they ever have. Like they really do. Like, they've always Correct. been good at developing talent. Yeah. Um, um, I want to talk about the Mets. Mets. Can we talk about the okay, Mets? Well, okay. Let's get to the Mets. Sorry. Then. Could you repeat what you said? Siri's yelling at me. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I thought that was me. Why is my voice your Siri? It's not like me. Why? Why? One. Why is Siri British on my my watch? And why is he yelling at me? But that's all right. I don't know. Okay. So they signed Kodai Senga. Well, five Correct. years, seventy-five mil with an opt-out after three, I believe. Way less than I thought he was going to get. I thought he was going to yeah. get at least 20. Um, and then they signed Justin Verlander. Well, we talked about that already. Brandon um, Nemo. Brandon Nemo to a $160 million deal for right. a, for an older Lars Nupar. Um, remember, hold on. remember when Cardinal fans were saying we were going to go after Brandon Nemo and everybody's like, we're not. That's like you're you're going to not get into a bidding war with – the, the Mets and potentially the Blue Jays and or the Rockies, like they're not good. Also, why would they go sign Brandon Nimmo? Like the logic, sometimes people have, they've lost logic. Okay, so here's what the Mets have done. Also, hold on, hold on. Let me add to I, what you're talking about because you forgot Jose Quintana. I, I, okay, I know, but I wasn't going to name everybody. Okay. I will in a second. Here's what they've done. They're up to $345 million in salary. <laughs> that means they're, they're getting penalized $80 million. Yep. For luxury tax, okay? And here's what they've done. So they added Verlander. We agree, Verlander's great. He replaces Dave Jacob deGrom. Mark it out. Doesn't matter, okay? Same thing. You did the same thing. You got Edwin Diaz back. Okay, it's Edwin Diaz. He's still back. You got Brandon right. Nimmo back. Okay, he's Boy, back. did you say he's still bad? He, no, back. He's still oh, there. Oh, I thought you said bad. I was like, whoa. Okay. whoa no, shot at, shot at no. trumpets out of nowhere. Stop. He's still there, Okay. You replace Chris Bassett with a guy who's never pitched in the big leagues in Kodai Senga. Okay. Correct. See how that goes. Um, I don't think he's going to be better than Bassett was last year, but maybe. Um, yep. You replace Taiwan Walker with Jose Quintana. So far, everything is a wash. And then the other thing that they've done is they got David Robertson. Good reliever. Replace Adam Adovino's production last year. They haven't gotten better, and they've added $80 million in payroll. And what would they sign Robins, uh, Roberts one year? Uh, 10 million. 10 mil? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a – where have they – why are people saying, the, oh, Steve Cohen, he's a G – no, he's an idiot. He's an idiot. He hasn't gotten better, and all he's done is just made his bills way more expensive. What has he done? Well, Cohen's not the GM. Yes, he is. He's the owner. He's the one paying the money. You think the GM okay, says, okay, we're paying – he's not the paying. general manager. Who is – by the way, who is the Mets general manager? If you're going to sit here and tell me that Steve Cohen is not involved in every single transaction no, 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 no. that has taken place – That's not what I'm saying. I'm just simply saying for our audience who might not know – not insulting anyone. Steve Cohen, not the, the general manager. No, he's the owner, but here's what I'm saying. He has upped his payroll exponentially to the highest payroll baseball has ever seen. And he is not only the third best team in his division, he hasn't even gotten even a little bit better. 
like not even like not even incremental increase in what they've done. It's the same team with different names. Billy Epler, for those who want to know. Yeah, I knew that. Well, you, you knew that. Then why didn't you fucking say it? You could have asked. I didn't know you were asking the GM. I name. did say who is. No one cares Michael? about nope. who is the GM. Okay, by the way. can we talk about my Cohen pays all the bills. He, Steve Cohen makes every move that they make, and you know that for a fact. Just because Epler's on the phone. Oh, God. You're arguing I don't care. something I'm not arguing. Okay, but here's the thing. You've completely missed my point and like not even responded to it. What has he done? Has he made his team no. better well, at all? Yeah, this is what, hold on. This is what you and I talked about with the Yankees last time, last, last podcast. Yeah, you get Judge back. Awesome. They're still not better than they were last year. And I agree with you on the Mets. Now, do I believe that the Phillies are better? Potentially. Now, don't let's not forget they're going to be without Bryce Harper till July. However, when you bring in Trey Turner, you're going to be just fine. And let's not forget, we've seen the development of Alec Bohm. He's probably only going to get better. That's my assumption. I assume that guy works his ass off. Bryson Stott's probably going to get better. Bryson Stott's only going to get better. Um, we know what real now. Again, we all this all depends on health. But you also went out and you addressed the pitching by adding. Um, why am I drawing a blank here? Um, Taiwan Walker, Taiwan Walker from the, from the Mets. Walker. Here's my thing. Even if you want to argue the Mets are better than the Phillies, I think it's to be seen. Remains to be seen. I don't know yet. Agree. Um, Agree. Same here's the, the thing. The Mets have spent. A, I mean, the Phillies have spent a shitload of money, and their team has gotten exponentially better. Agree. I agree with you. The Mets have spent way more money, and their team could even be worse if Kodai Singh is not good. The other most important thing I think, outside of I guess. For the Phillies, is they haven't lost a piece. Yeah, you could say they lost Bryce Harper. Uh, also, do not come in July and say that's just like them making a trade. No, it's not. Like we got to eliminate that phrase. No, from our they made every move. They made right? every move that's they've made. Ha- that that is not how this works. That's no, not they how make, they make works. every move they make, knowing Bryce Harper will be back. Right. So no, that's not so, how it works. But but like they have not lost from their core. I mean, obviously no. Kyle Gibson gone. So I guess you could say, well, they lost Kyle Gibson. In a five ERA last year. They're not. I doubt they resigned Noah Syndergaard. But you're still looking at that four of Wheeler, Nola, um, Iglesias. I mean, Suarez, sorry. Suarez and then Walker. That's a very solid four going into uh, – I mean, I, you and I talked about this last night or two days ago. We still believe the Braves and the Phillies are the best two teams in that division. I don't care how much money the Mets spend. I think the Braves are better than both of them. I don't even think it's close. There's an argument to be made there. I really think I look at the I look at the Mets and the Braves. You can there's an argument to be made the Braves rotation is better than the Mets. If not, it's close. It really is because I think Strider, Freed, Morton, and um, Wright are really, really, really good. Um, their bullpen is leaps and bounds better than the Mets. It's not even close, and their lineup is way better well, than the Mets. Now hold on, we don't know what what, are, what do you think they do at the back end there with Jansen now in Boston? Um, Rysel Iglesias. Okay, you think he moves right into that? And then they just got Joe Menez. Okay, okay. Well, okay, so that's fair. That's fair. Their their bullpen is better than the Mets. Now, their lineup is better than the what, Mets. We still don't know what happens with Dansby yet, so that's still terrain to be seen. I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't really care. Right. You 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 probably either put Garcia or I mean Garcia Grissom, but you've got Garcia also there, who also proven big league shortstop, by the way. Yeah. I mean, they've got, I mean, Von Grissom, I have no reason to believe he's not going to come up and be a and star. And can we not again. forget that they also are returning a healthy Ozzy Albies? Exactly. And alongside, alongside another uh, Matt Olson being there for a year, getting but, more comfortable. Acuna being a, another, Acuna being another year removed from his torn ACL. They did what they did last year with Acuna being like maybe 40% of Ronald Acuna. Right. 
right? And like what happens if Michael he's bad? Harris, another year of Michael Harris. Obviously, people are going to say, hey, what about a sophomore slump? We'll see. We don't know. Maybe. I doubt it. That guy's Even if he does, guy. though, his glove's not going to slump. You also like, have the two best catching – you have the best catching duo, duo. in baseball. Yeah. So, yeah, I, we're in agreement there. A um, couple other things before we get to the Cardinals because we do want to get to that as well. Uh, Yoshida with the, the Red Sox 29-year-old outfielder. What do you think about that? It was a horrible deal. What are you signing him for $100 million for? He's never Five played in the big million. leagues. Yeah. Everything yeah. I've heard about him is that he can't field and only hits for contact. Well, well if you, you just sign that... another Alex Verdugo. Well, Verdugo. I don't understand what they're doing. Okay. Verdugo's well, fine. Like, good for him. Good for him. I'm glad Japanese players are coming over here. But can Same. we give some of these guys a prove it deal? Like, prove that you can do it. Um, a few guys before we get to the Cardinals, uh, give us. Uh, we we were on board thinking I mainly was very kind of loud about it that I thought the Giants were going to be make a big splash. I like the Hanniger deal. I still think they're in on Rodon. I don't know. We're going to get to him in a little bit anyway. Um, do you think that Carlos Correa ends up a San Francisco Giant? No, I think it goes to a team that no one's expecting, and I don't know who yet. Really? Because I yeah. Okay, I I just think they've got so much money, and they've been talking about being active. He's I agree. Really the last big piece. That's out there. So what about Dansby Swanson? You think Dansby ends up in San Francisco potentially? I mean, that's Brandon Crawford, right? That's Brand. I mean, you're replacing Brandon Crawford with Brandon Crawford. Am I, am I, I mean, is there something I'm missing there? Aren't they a lot? Brandon Crawford was a way, has had a way better career than Dansby, but. um, Well, okay. Dansby's been in the league for four years. Well, I think Brandon Crawford's like, give him a little bit more credit than that. He's been a far better player than Dansby Swanson ever has been in his career. I guess I'm talking. Talking about is at age 28, 29. I mean, I think that if you project out Dansby's stats, my guess is when his career is said and done, it's going to look a whole lot like Brandon Crawford's. That's all I'm saying. I think his 30s will look a lot like Brandon Crawford's 30s. I don't think his 20s looked anything like Brandon Crawford's okay. 20s, if that makes okay. sense. Brandon Crawford was a great player. He's underrated, in my opinion. Um, big Brandon, we're both big Brandon Crawford fans. I, I I'm love just Brandon saying, Crawford. I think there's a lot of similarities to be to be drawn there. I, I think towards the latter half of their career, they could become very similar second half okay. career players. Um, um, I think Dansby's going to be a Cub. His wife plays for the Chicago soccer team. A lot of smoke have been around that. That's where yeah. I pick him to go currently, but sometimes that doesn't matter as much as we think it does. Um, Correa, I mean, I could see the Giants, and logically speaking, that would make the most sense. I just think if they were willing to throw the bag at him, why haven't they done it yet? Speaking of the Cubs, are you shocked that they've spent $35 million on – or 34 – what, $30 million, whatever it is, on Jamison Tyon and um, Cody Belland? <laughs> Why didn't they get Kodai Senga? Why didn't they just give him 20 a year? What did Tyon end up signing for? I should have that in front was of me. Was it 18 a year or something like that? Hold That's on. What I was... It was like $35 million for the two of them. Yeah, hold on. Also, do you remember when Cardinal fans were telling us that you could get Bellinger at a deal for like $5 million a year, and we kept saying, you can't? Yeah, that's just it just wasn't gonna happen. When enough people think they can do that, you know, it's not gonna happen. Um four years sixty-eight for Tyon. Okay, so not great at math, but that's about seventeen twelve. No. Carry the one seventeen million. So yeah, thirty-five million, like I said, for Bellinger. The hilarious part, we signed Contreras for seventeen and a half. Yeah, before we get into that, because I do want to get to Contreras' contract, because that's, yeah, that's really interesting. Right into our starting pitching with but want to talk about. I want to shout out Jameson Tyone, because if you guys don't know Jameson Tyone's story, he had uh, cancer. Yes, yes. He, he's had two Tommy John surgeries. He's had a very, very tough road um, to get to where he is. Just shout out Tyone for being able to finally get paid. He has security for four years, 68 mil in the bank. 
so good for him. He's had a tough road, and I, I, I'm, I hope he finds. I don't like the Cubs, and I don't want them to be good. But I hope he's really good while he's there. Top, top four free agents, I guess, still left out there with Correa. You think there's a surprise team? I could see it being the, the Giants, but I could also see Swanson there. Where if you, you think Swanson Cubs, I, that makes sense. I'm not going to argue that one. What about? I mean, Syndergaard. I'm not. You, what do you think happens with Noah Syndergaard? I don't know. I don't. Either. I just don't consider him a big free agent. He's not very good. I mean, he's a name. Um, That's a big name. Right? He's a name, but the yeah. names don't fool people anymore. Um. Well, Cody Bellinger got seventeen and a half million. That's different. He's still in his prime, potentially prime in years, age wise. He's not a pitcher Maybe. who's had who's lost seven miles per hour in velocity. Um, I don't, I don't know, and I don't really think I care. Rodon, where do you think he ends up? Yankees. Okay. Yeah, they need to make another big move well, along with yeah. Judge. They have to. So I think it goes yeah. to the Yankees. Anybody and Steve Cohen's else? outclassing them money wise. Anybody else out there that we're missing? Not only Steve Cohen outclassing the money, you know what else he's done? He stole the highlights from the Aaron Judge signing. Like he is, I think, running the New York newspapers. Which now. is kind and of funny because, like we said, they haven't really done anything. They've done a lot without doing they, anything. But the Yankees have to hate that. Do you know what? Like Hal Steinbrenner has to hate that. So I don't um, know if he cares. Chris Bassett, that's anybody, the one I'm missing. Any big ones I'm missing that we've Bassett. Huh? Bassett. Bassett. I've said it four Bassett. times. You keep like not oh, hearing sorry. me. What are your <laughs> what are your thoughts on uh, Chris Bassett? Cardinals. Really? I think so. That's my take. Okay, so we'll get to that here in a couple minutes. Um, that leading into that, um, really cool to see Wilson at the press conference. Obviously, this man has not. This man doesn't just say the right things. He believes the right things. I, that that's the way I look at it. Like when you read all of his quotes, when you read the letter that he penned, um, when you hear him showing up to watch Albert hit the home run and he's picturing himself behind the plate uh, with that. And he, he said, I knew that day I was going to be a, I'm paraphrasing. I was going to be a Cardinal. Um, or that he could, wanted to be a Cardinal. Come in, could the guy come in and make himself more beloved in the first two weeks of a signing? Have you ever seen anything like this? First of all, again, I don't think any of it's Fugazi. I think this is Wilson Contreras. That's what I've heard about Wilson Contreras. And I am so pumped for him to be a Cardinal right now, like beyond pumped. Yeah, um, no, I've never seen anything like this before. I mean, even like you watch Jacob DeGrom. I was watching his press conference because I still find that deal incredibly fascinating that someone gave yes. him that. So I watched it. Um, and he tropes everywhere, you know, not very gentle. No offense to Jake. He doesn't have to do that. But just kind of like a normal press conference you'd expect from a guy who's making a shit ton of money. And that's obviously why he went to the team because they paid him <laughs> a shit ton of money. Um yeah. But Wilson, for him, it was very, it was very genuine. And here's a cool, the cool story that I saw come out was I don't know who it was. Derek Gold reported it, I believe. And his agent said um, after the meeting where Marmol and um, and Mo went down there, and after that, and after Yachty giving him a jersey saying you're next. I don't know if Yachty knew he was going to be a Cardinal or what was going to happen right. there. Um, and then all the stuff that had happened, he said, he said, I know there might be more money elsewhere with the Astros or whoever. But if you can get it done, I want to be a Cardinal. So that to me, like, that's who you want. And, and you know, people can complain about the contract um, if you want. I don't know why you would, but if you do want to, whatever. But you want to have guys that want to be here. And the fire that dude plays with. And here's another thing. The Cubs didn't want him back. No. He wanted, I think if you would have put him up to a lie detector test, he'd probably say he wanted to be the Yadier Molina of the Cubs. That's probably right. what he would say. They didn't want that. If that's not motivation for a guy who's played his whole career with a chip on his shoulder, I don't know what is. 
So Agreed. that's something that excites me. And I think we should get into the contract a little bit because well, that's what I very that's, interesting. That was my lead in. You didn't see, you don't have to bury the lead with the lead. Like just let it flow naturally. Okay. Don't teach me journalism. That's what I was what, doing. What are you doing? If, I, hope, I hope no one's listening to this audio because they're going to have no <laughs> idea what just happened. I okay. was sending you the, the uh, that was the perfect transition, and you had to. You're like the one who tells the joke and then explains the joke. I wasn't explaining anything. I was saying, let's get into. Is it called a transition? I've ever written I was trying an to, like, essay. Show you the the softball. Well, you threw it the wrong way. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Um. So he's making. Remember 82- your first swing with Pop Warner? Can you shut the fuck up and let me talk? Do you okay? So anyway. Wilson Contreras' deal, not five years, $87.5 million. It's five years, $82.5 million with a $5 million buyout if they Correct. do not pick up the $18.5 million club option for 2029. Is that right? Yeah, that is wow, correct. It's crazy that we're talking about 2029. 28 for 28. 28, okay, 2028. Yeah. Um, so they t- he's making $10 million this year and then $18 every year until the fifth year where he makes 18.5, I believe is how it worked out. Um, for me, and I, I want to hear your opinion on this. The Cardinals don't do that. If they're not one, if they're not wanting to make another financial commitment this year. And here's why I think that I think they're able to give him the 18 every year after this, because Wayno's off the books. Miles is off the potentially off the books. Monty, right. Jack, whoever they'll bring back one or two of those guys, but Correct. those guys money as of right now will be off. Um, I think they they could be looking at it as if we give if we give you ten now we have a position to now spend somewhere else, and be able to pay you and that person next year because we have all this money coming off in twenty twenty three. Um, why else would they do that if they're not planning on paying paying someone else? Because to me it would be more appealing to them to just pay fifteen every year unless they're planning on doing something else this year. Yeah, I agree with you. Bit. And what I will say to that is I don't know that that means it happens before the season. I'm not saying it doesn't, but what I do think is it also gives you flexibility to come the trade deadline. If somebody bigger than what we know becomes expected or becomes available, bigger than expected becomes available, that, that I, it could be, it could be your Chris Bassett, which we're going to talk about the starting pitchers here in a minute. Um, it, it could be any of those factors. You know, I, I know that I saw, oh God, well, I can't think of his name. On Twitter, uh, Cardinal guy writes for Viva Alberto's. I don't know. Oh, uh, whatever. Oh, either way, he was talking about how um, don't maybe expect a big move. Even still, spoiler alert. He said Jason Jason Hall. Ooh, Jason I Hill. don't know. Just say what he said. Okay, I just want to give the right guy the, the credit here, but um, it, but I don't know. I, I think with Mo right now, obviously. You can't tell me that the meeting with Nolan was just we're signing Wilson Contreras. Like you can't, you know what? Like it was bigger than that. Which, by the way, you you tweeted about this. I've seen a lot of people also kind of follow suit. Imagine what Nolan Arenado would have got had he opted out of this contract. Because I don't, and I I think I'm in the same boat. I don't believe he'd be here. No, there's no way. Because if he would have opted out, he would have been opting out to get money. That would have been the reason. Correct. Um, and the Cardinals, I don't think they would have been able to do it. No, stomach I it. I don't. I don't think they would have. Um, so, so by the way, makes me love him even more. That's what I said. I said he's that's the most loyal thing I've ever seen in my life. The fact I mean, that he didn't do that, like because so, so, so people stop saying he didn't want to be like that. He might not want to be that? here. Well, 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 those people are stupid. So I don't, I don't entertain them. 
here's the thing. If his agent looked at this market and said, hey, Nolan, you're the only third baseman available. It's not Brandon Drury. Right. Your, your hometown team that spends a boatload of money every year needs a third baseman. If you opt out, I guarantee this was a conversation. If you opt out, you're going to get a lot of money, a lot more than you have now. Not yes. to mention, if you opt out today, $20 million from the Rockies goes into your bank account today. Like Agreed. that's what would have happened. And he would have been, and if no one cared at all about that, he would have opted out. Yeah. But he I agree. I so agree. how, I mean, um, that's two so, other things that we didn't hit on. Josh Bell signs. We did, I don't think we ever talked about him. To the Guardians, yeah. Guardians, yeah. Good for the it's Guardians, by the way. They need some it's power in that lineup. Solid Guardian move. Um, also, we, Kevin Kiermaier just signed with the Blue Jays. They, they wanted defense in center field. They've said that. That means they're moving Springer to right. I, hey, Kevin Kier, shout out to Kevin Kiermaier for continuing to get paid to play baseball because that's fucking awesome. And he's one of the elite all-time center field, defensive center fielders. But, but. I guess there isn't a I, I I've got I've got multiple thoughts. One, it's going to be interesting because remember when Kier Myers stole the little piece of paper off the ground from the Blue Correct. Jays and they got thrilled. So now he's in Correct. that clubhouse. I don't think it's going to matter, but that's kind of funny. Two, um, what the fuck is wrong with the Blue Jays? I, they traded I away know. one of their best hitters because they won the left-handed hitting outfielder. And then when it came down to brass tacks with the Cardinals, they said they tried to get Ryan Helsley. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. What, what are they doing? What, For and, Danny Jansen, by the way. Yeah. Were they banking on the Cardinals trading them Lars Newpar? And the Cardinals like, no. We're not trading I, you Lars Newpar. I think that's what I happened. I think they thought they'd be able to swing a trade with one of their catchers for a legit left-handed hitting outfielder. And when you look and when the teams look at it, they're like, this is not a one-for-one one trade. Sorry no. you traded Teoscar Hernandez, but you don't get my starting right fielder no. that bats left-handed when the shift is going away for the first time. Sorry. Like, what is wrong with the, the worst move the Blue Jays have made in the last 20 years was letting Alex Stanthopoulos get away and head down to Atlanta. That might be the the, the, the one that ruined their day. Yeah, um, I mean, what I are they going to do, Dad? On here, we talked about on here with the Sean Murphy thing, and it now obviously speculation uh, coming out of what they really wanted. I said very specifically, I think the price is going to be incredibly high. I'm not the only one who said that. I'm not patting myself on the back. That's just the way when they started saying words like, we don't have to trade him. Uh, we are looking for major. I just, you could read the writing on, on the wall. What they were asking for from the Cardinals was absolutely idiotic. Thank God Mo didn't do that. Thank God Mo didn't trade Helsley. And, you want to get into specifics? Toronto for Danny Jansen. Yeah, I was going to let you do that. Um, Lar- they were asking for Lars Newbar, Brendan Donovan. So two of your top six hitters. And right. two players that will play every day, by the way. Also incredibly and, cost-controlled. Yeah. And Gordon Graceffo. Yeah, or a guy, a power pitcher like that. So Graceffo and Hens were the two guys yeah. probably. Um, yep. For a catcher, yep. no offense, catchers are very important, but I am not trading you my no. rookie gold glover who can play every position on the field, my spark plug outfielder who was leading off for me in the playoffs, and my top printing prospect for right. three Agreed. years of a catcher. What world are they living in? No one's giving them that. I yeah. get you want to get the most you can, but you're just not going to get that. So come down to reality, Elkwood. Like that's not happening. I agree. Thank God. Thank God. Like I knew I, I had a feeling it was and there were people out there, oh, trade whatever it takes to get some. No. No. Do not. Don't do trade not. whatever it takes to get any. That should never be a thing. I hate this I go all in, just go get them. No. Yeah. You know what? Sean Murphy still hasn't been traded. If they would have just said, okay, take what you want, that's stupid. Let the price go down. It's not Agreed. how it works. 
One hundred percent. All right. It so took them two to... years. It took them two years to get Nolan Arenado, and we gave them nothing because no Mo was patient. Patience works yeah. sometimes. Yep. Um, okay. Let's get to the starting pitching situation for the Cardinals. As we've kind of talked about Rodon, we've talked about Bass. So listen, um, I've, I have been on record pretty vocal. I love Carlos Rodon. I think he's an awesome pitcher. I, I have said all along, I just don't see the Cardinals doing it. Um, I don't see them paying that kind of money. Like he's going to get $30 million a year. All right. And now the for seven years. Now that's boom. The reports have come out that he wants seven years. I would, first of all, I'm not paying any starting pitcher or giving them seven years. I'll give you more AAV for way less years. I'm not doing that. I, and again, I've also been on record saying, and I will stick by it unless he has turned a massive corner, which he was great last year. That seems to happen when pitchers go to San Francisco. A lot of them um, the year before they shut him down early. He was very good. Don't get me wrong. He's been great the last two years, but the rest of his career suggests either a, he has figured it out, which could be the thing at 30 years old. He's figured out his pitching mechanics. He's figured out his pitch usage. He's figured out a spin rate, whatever. That is very, very possible. I'm still not paying seven years, 30 million for Carlos Rodon. Uh, I would love him. Don't get me wrong. I'd love him. It's not my money. We've talked about this before, but as a franchise, I just don't see the Cardinals hamstringing themselves for seven years for a starting pitcher. I could be wrong. And if they get Carlos Rodon, I will be excited because our team is immediately exponentially better. I just don't see it happening. I would be way happier if they gave him four years, 160 million, 40 a year <laughs> for four years than I would be if they signed him for seven years at 30. Um, I like Carlos Rodon. Before I get into him, I want to I want to say the thing that's frustrating me the most about Twitter right now is people saying that the rotation the Cardinals have is bad. That is completely right. just wrong. It's not a bad it rotation. It has a it, it's it's a fine rotation that has a very limited ceiling. That's the, what the rotation they're dealing with. It's not a bad rotation by any stretch of the imagination. They have five solid big leaguers in their rotation. Like Correct. That, so saying some people like our pitching's trash. Who and I keep saying comments. Oh, they got Contreras. Well, who's going to pitch? What do you What do you mean? Who's going to pitch? They I have know. five big leaguers that are proven in their rotation. Now, should they need they need to go get a better one? I agree, and an ace. But their rotation's not bad. It's just not as good as you'd like it to be. Right. And as it stands now, just to explain. Um, you have a healthy – we're counting on a healthy Jack Flaherty as our number one. Uh, if Jack is healthy and everybody's, oh, he's never healthy. That guy doesn't want to be here. That guy hates St. Louis. Just trade his ass. Right, whatever. Whatever the, whatever you want to read in. To it. But if he's healthy, he's one of the best pitchers in the National League and in all of baseball. We've seen it. We've seen mm-hmm. it. Your number two heading into the season is going to be Miles Michaelis. I want to get to him in a little bit. But after last year, solid, solid bounce back year. Uh, he was your number your, – he was your game two starter in, in the – in the playoffs. Your number three is probably Monty, right? Do you agree with that? Um, yeah. Yep. And your number four and five are Wayno and Matt's. You can put them in whatever order. I would guess Wayno is going to be your four and Matt's is your five. Now, again, Matt's coming off injury, but, but let's not forget that Steven Matt's is a really good pitcher and has had some, a lot of success at the major league level. And when he came back last year, wasn't bad for us at all. In fact, when he was starting, really he had the freak injury on fielding the ground ball that he should not have fielded. Uh, he was cruising along. Let's not forget that. He All took right? away our chances of getting Juan Soto with one stupid <laughs> ground ball attempt. Absolutely. So when you're talking about that five, that is a very strong five. And people keep saying you have to get more. And we've tried to explain, okay, we're not arguing. Like you and I have said for two years now, I would love to have somebody go either in front of or behind Jack. Like I really would. Because – 
everybody mad about Quintana. That's just another three through five guy. We've got four of those already. If you're going to be, I love Miles. He, we need probably somebody ahead of Miles to move him down a little bit. That makes us better. Correct? And I love Jose Quintana, but yeah, he's not, yeah. he's yeah. not a one. He pitched like a one for us. Sure. But he was the, not, he's not a one. The have shown no penchant for going to a six man rotation. So if you sign Quintana, like that's what I don't know. The, and people just want to say, well, you got to have depth. That's not how baseball works, guys. I'm sorry. Like you keep screaming it. It's still wrong. Um, you're not, unless you're going to a six-man rotation, none of those okay, five can I, can I say something that, the bullpen. Something that Katie Wu brought up that I thought was interesting was the idea of a swingman. Um, a guy who's really good at a bullpen but has also had starts, and that's maybe where they go for that depth that you're looking for, which right. is what you should do. Like a Palante, a Hudson. Or well, you know, have those guys. That's a Woodford. But you know, these are higher, higher end swing guys. You know, a Michael Fulmer. That's a guy she mentioned that could that they that they may look into. A Michael Lorenzen, another guy. A lot of strikeouts on the back end of a bullpen. He can come in and do a good job. And one that's really interesting to me is Matt Moore, who was fantastic for the Rangers last year. Um, had it below a two ERA. Left-handed pitcher out of the bullpen, so he can fill that void. And he can start if you need him to. You're talking about um, so an those, opener, essentially. You're talking about an opener. A guy, a guy that can be a swing guy, yeah. A, a guy right. that can build up to be in your rotation if you need it eventually, right. but also can be, you know, can serve a purpose in your bullpen without even needing someone to get hurt. You know what I, I mean? I got you. I got you. I so got those you. three guys are guys I would keep my radar on um, just to see what their market is. If you can get one of those guys, like if Michael Fulmer signs a one-year $5 million deal or two-year $10 million deal, I mean, I would have no problem with the Cardinals being in on that. I really want it. I think that'd be that'd be a good deal for them because you know he's going to be good out of your bullpen, and you know if you need somebody, he serves a purpose as well beyond the bullpen. Correct. Uh, Wilking, what was this? Wil- we signed another big Wilking. Was that Wilking? He's a Rule Five draft pick. Yes, correct. So he's on your forty man. He's going to be on your big league. He's on your twenty six be- man. Correct. That's what I was I was getting to. Um, he was going. He's going to be on your big league roster. So I'm very intrigued by him. He throws that, like a ninety six mile power cutter. I mean, you know, you went out and you signed. They serve different purposes. I get it. But now now if you bring in Michael Fulmer and now all of a sudden you've got Wilking in the bullpen, Drew Verhagen's coming back. We don't know what they're going to do with him. Um, you're, you're now taking a spot away unless there's a big trade to be made. So let's get to that. Okay, you brought up Chris Bassett. All right, you brought up Chris Bassett. If we're signing Chris Bassett, that means we're trading somebody. And you have been along the lines of potentially – seeking maybe a trade for Montgomery simply because he's not extended past next year. Let me throw out a name to you that I think I'm more intrigued with trading. That's miles. Michaelis. No. And I don't say no, because I won't. Good convo. I don't say no, because I won't trade him. I say no, because I think they're going to want him to be the new way. No leader of the staff moving forward because they're losing that. They're losing that veteran that's been in the organization that can show guys how they go about it. They're going to have new pitchers next year. That's just the reality of it. In 2024, they will have at least probably two new guys. Um, I want to keep Michaels Michaelis around for that handing, turning over of the guard, I think. is what. So I you're seeing a Miles extension. I'm, that that's. I think we'll see a Miles extension by February, and I think it's going to be two years. Okay. That's not been the cards MO. It's been three or longer. I'm just saying. They've already done that with him. I know. I, I'm saying it like that feels like I think Miles Michaelis gets I think extended. you're getting into sketchy territory. I look, I love Miles. I'm just saying as an organization and as a fan and as a team, at some point you have to say we got the most out of this guy that we could have ever gotten. 
uh, in the contract and with a couple lost years in there. I, I don't know how much how much longer you want to extend that. Like he's only thirty four. I. He's pitching better. He's in great shape. He has no sign. He threw 200 innings last year. That's a okay. very valuable guy. I, I agree. And you need to keep one of these guys. And to be honest with you, that's the guy I feel most comfortable about. So that leaves – because I don't see anybody taking on Stephen Matt's contract, especially – You can't. You can't doesn't even matter right. if he would. You can't trade that guy. He's the only guy you have after this year. Right. So it's Monty or Miles if you're making a trade. That's Or Jack. Are they trading – like here's the thing. No. If you're trading Jack and you sign Chris Bassett, you're just robbing Peter to pay Paul. Oh. You know it's, only, I mean? it's, only, it's only Monty that they would trade. Here's what's interesting to me about Rodon. There is rumors out there that the Cardinals are in on Rodon. It's John Heyman. John Heyman. He's a Scott Boris voice. That's what he's always been. He's Scott. Right. He's literally Scott Boris's puppet. That's what he is. That's raising um, the value of Carlos Rodon is what yes. they're doing. By putting the Cardinals in who people know Correct. don't like to spend money. So I don't even think it works, to be honest with you, when the Cardinals are involved. But here's what's interesting. If they save money with Contreras, if they were to deal from the art, if they were to deal from their um, depth, you could say depth. It's a weird amount of depth because it's not depth you love, but they have five pitchers who are all the same pitcher, except for Jack Flaherty maybe being able to be better, um, which is Monty. That's the only guy they'd trade, I hope, because Jack has a chance to be an ace. You don't trade that guy. Um, and Miles is a guy that I just think they're going to want to keep around. Okay. Monty would be I, the guy I, I just that. I kind of thought they might look at trading Miles. You, you're, They're not going to trade Miles. I would be shocked if they traded Miles. Okay. Um, let me ask you this. Hold on. Let me ask I, you this. Hold on. I was making a point. Okay. Uh, now I forgot the point. Oh, <laughs> oh. What I find interesting about the Rodon thing, they have money available around 10, 10 million to spend if they want to hit that target of one eighty-five. Like Mo has said, they can go over it if they feel like there's an opportunity to go over it. So everyone looking at this, well, how are they going to do this? They only have 185 million. No, it's not a cap. They can go over it. Mo has shown willingness to go over his budget and go under his budget if he doesn't like an opportunity or he does like an opportunity. If you were to trade, and I hate doing this because I do like Monty, but if you were to trade him away, that creates another $10 million. So there is a world where I could see them being interested in seeing what it would be like to bring Rodon to the rotation. I just think Chris Bassett's the next level down from that. And when I look at Cardinal free agency signings, I always tend to go the next level down from the best one available. I'm going to be honest. I don't see them signing one. I, I, I'm, that's, that's, that's my belief here. And let, and let me explain why. I don't know the value of Jordan Montgomery in a walk year. Like right now. I, I don't know. I know he's a solid pitcher. But what I'm saying is, what are you – unless you're just trading him for a couple prospects. If that's what you're doing. But, but what team – like give me – let's give our, give our fans who would be interested Toronto. in looking at a guy – Huh? Toronto. Okay. Okay. But what, what, first of all, Toronto's farm system depleted. They're like, what are you getting from Toronto? I don't know. The idea would be like, the idea would be to get assets back and to get something like a row. Here's my, my idea is not Bassett, by the way. That's just what I think they would do. Um, they, what they need to do is they need to package Montgomery. They need to package some high end prospects. Maybe invented Dylan Carlson to get a little bit uncomfortable, and they need to get do everything they can to pry Tyler Glass now out of the race hands and get him in your rotation. That's what they need to do, and that's what I would do. And I, there's yeah. very few players I wouldn't trade to go get him today. Very few. Right, right. That's a very. I good would point. trade. I, I would I trade just, Dylan Carlson for him. I would. I, I uh, the Rodon stuff is fun. It's not. I just don't see it happening. I also, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't see Chris Bassett signing happening either. Um, I what just if? Don't see what it. if? What if? 
He's probably looking for 20 a year right now. That's probably what he wants. The longer he goes unsigned, the less and less likely it is that he's not he, that he's going to get what he wants. Correct. So if it were a three-year, forty-five million dollar deal that got down to that, that's what Senga got. Would you be on board? I'm not okay. Let me explain. I'm not saying I'm not on board. Like I'm not saying I wouldn't love Chris Bassett as a Cardinal. He immediately slots into that number two right behind Jack, which I think is a spot that we've so desperately needed. Also makes Miles even more valuable. I'm simply saying I don't think it's going to happen. Because I don't know, I I could see them extending Miles. I could see them extending Mont- Monty. To be fair, like I I don't know that they are as as fierce into the starting pitching market as people either a want them to be or two believe them to be. That's that's what I'm saying. That that's there's it. a lot of there's, I think there was a lot to be said about the fact that Mo has seen his rotations for two years in a row absolutely crumble. I agree. Crumble in the middle of the summer. There's no way in my mind that he can not at least try and address that this year. Yeah, he has I, I'm not arguing that, but is Chris Bassett that answer? That's what I'm saying. Yes. I mean, he's steady. He, he pitches every fifth day. And I don't, I don't know. I would be worried about his age. I would. But his, he's very smart. He's got six good, really good pitches. He doesn't rely on overpowering velocity. Um. I'm not he's even, only 33. Even, now, hold on. You weren't worried about Miles at 34. Yeah. Why are you well, concerned I'm, about that? Well, I'm worried about the contract he's going to get. I don't know. I have more of an idea of Miles Michaelis's, um the ideal I believe he will get than I do about I Chris you. Bassett. Um, Chris Bassett's getting a five-year deal. I'm not even considering it. Um, if it's a three-year deal, like, I like Chris Bassett a lot. I don't think he's the swing and miss guy you want that everyone wants, but I do think he immediately makes your team way better. I don't know. This is such an interesting conversation, Dad, because I think I would I would be trading for a pitcher. I would be yeah. going out to guys to teams like Tampa, to teams like Miami, and I would make them tell me no. Like, hey, I know you said you don't want to trade Glass now, but here's here's three top ten prospects and Montgomery. Tell me no, and Dylan right. Carlson. Tell me no. Right. Say, okay, fine. If you tell me no again, I'll move on. But the glass now takes the ceiling of this team to a level that I don't think people understand. If you go into a postseason with a healthy glass now and a healthy Jack Flaherty, your team is no longer not favored. There's now, now people think you can win and that's pig because now your team knows you can win. So I, I don't know. I think that's what they should do. They didn't go up any prospects for um, their catcher, which they were willing to do. We know that. Correct. Go use the prospects. I love guys like Alec Burleson. I think he can be a really good big leaguer. He's not going to get the chance to be that here. So get rid yep. of him. No offense. Right. I, I don't want to feel like trash. But, but like, you have too many players. You have nine spots. Okay? Nine. You know you're giving Carlson another chance. You know Lars is in there. You know Tyler's going to get another chance. You know Jordan Walker's coming. You have your infield set with Nolan Gorman as another backup. I'm so, I mean, you have your catcher now. What what is the need for all these guys? I agree. By the time you might need you. Yvon Herrera, who I really like, but by the time you actually need him, you might have two other catching prospects ready. Right, Bernal and uh, Crooks are on their way. Yeah, as well. they might be ready at that point. Yeah. So yep. go get something you need now, please. Like, or else, why did you send Wilson Contreras? Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting because I think Mo's going to have to get creative. Are you nervous with Chris Bassett? He's only made twenty starts three times in his career. That's a little ner- That's a little. I mean, that makes. Are nervous. those the last three years? Um, two of the last three. Now, to be fair, I'm discounting the COVID year because I don't think you can 
you know. So yes, it is the last three years. Yes. No. Not discounting no. the COVID year. No, because if we're going back to, you know, no, because I'm not worried about what happened prior to 2019 at all. No. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Just like I wouldn't um, worry like about said, success let me, prior let me to 2019. Again, let me explain again to you and the listeners. I would love Carlos Rodon here. I would love Chris Bassett here. But as someone who's been a Cardinal fan for over 40 years, I just don't see either of those happening. I know you predicted Bassett to come here. It's going to shock me if they trade Jordan Montgomery, who they believe found something when he got here, that they're just going to go ahead now and ship him. That's just that's all I'm saying. I think the Cardinals would be way more inclined to give him a three-year extension than they are to deal him to a team where you're just trying to get prospects back when you've got a load of prospects on the way anyway. If okay, I agree. Sense. I agree with you that – they would want to give him a three-year extension, but he's a Boris client. When was the last time you saw a Scott Boris client who's a pitcher in this pitching market sign an extension? That's fair. I mean, that, that's a fair point. That's a very fair point. I, I'm just saying, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. So that's, I mean, I just don't see it happening. Um, I get it. I'm not, I, I feel kind of bad because I don't want Jordan Montgomery to be traded. I'm not saying that. I'm trying to find a solution that one, makes you better this year, and right. two, makes you not have to go into 2024 with one starting pitcher because you're fucked if that happens. Okay, now let me let me throw out the alternative that I have been very quick to say they have not shown the propensity to do, okay? okay. What if you deal a, a Dakota Hudson, all right, and a couple prospects, pretty good prospects. Maybe, I mean, mm -hmm. I'm not going to – I don't like throwing out names. I don't like doing that to people because I don't know. I don't know what the value is. Top, are you talking to top a, 10 prospects? I don't know. I don't know. They'd have to be big, Okay. Okay. You add you add a glass now, or you add one of the pitchers from Miami, and you do go to a six man rotation. And here's why I say that: we, as you just said, Mo has watched them in, like implode with injuries. You got Flaherty, we love him, but he's been hurt. You've got Wayno, he's 42. You got Dead Mike, problems. He's, he's been hurt three of the last four years. You've got Matt, he's been hurt three of the last four years. You've got Montgomery. He's really the only one. And if you add a glass now, let's just say I'm throwing out Tyler. That's another guy who also has been hurt. Like, what is a six-man rotate? Like, okay, we're talking Yes, about I've been saying that for a while. It makes so much sense for this team. Also, the only reason – First of all, let me give him a little credit here. He's the one who first brought this up, and you and I kind of poo-pooed it three years ago. But no, you now did. I didn't. Okay, well, fair. That's fair. I kind of want to throw you in there with me. Made me feel better for a minute. But, Don't throw um, me in there. Like, but again, here's what I'm saying. If you bring in glass now – you're still bringing, or Rodon, you're still bringing in another guy who has an injury past, and there's nothing to say just because you bring in one of those guys that you're not breaking up. So maybe if you go to a six-man rotation, you keep Montgomery, you got glass. I, I'm just throwing out an option. It's interesting to me. Here's the, here's the thing I was thinking of. I had multiple thoughts about this. I've been thinking about this a lot. The glass now trade, the reason that I threw in a guy like Montgomery, a guy that they could immediately the race put in their rotation today, was because they probably are looking at trading Tyler Glass now after this season. That's probably what Correct. will happen. So if you give them another guy on a one-year expiring contract and you give them prospects they like, maybe that would make them more inclined to trade them to you because now they can fill that spot in their rotation. So that's why right. I thought that. Um, yeah. And Dakota Hudson is not a guy that they would have any interest in at all because they like strikeouts, and Dakota Hudson yeah, can strike out me if he wanted and to. And I'm, I'm not trying to get rid of Dakota Hudson. I still think you could – I think Dakota Hudson could still end up being a very – um, integral part to this team. I don't know what it looks like. I'm, I'm not giving I, up on the guy. I've been a Dakota uh, Hudson fan for a while. I'm not giving up on him. The more I've looked but into it, the saying, more I've realized everything he's been, all of his problems last year were problems that he had before yeah, his injury. So it's kind of like he just finally got that's bit fair. by it. But whatever, yeah. I don't want to crash on Dakota Hudson. 
Um, he's a cheap seventh. To be honest, I wasn't rotation. saying the deal is centered around Dakota Hudson. I'm centered. No, I know. I just don't think they'd have any interest in even getting Hudson him. They would want be cost controlled for them that they could use in a variety of ways, which we know Kevin Cash loves. Yeah, he's not just a starter. He's a relief. Like you could use him. You could use yeah. Dakota Hudson and be very creative in Tampa Bay with him. That's what I'm saying. Yes, you could. Um, I don't know. I just I I look at this rotation and I say one. What is Mozeliak's plan for 2024? Because he he's always thinking about that. He doesn't just right. think about 2023. Um, are you going to rely on a guy like Henson Graceffo taking that leap and being in a rotation? Because I don't think you can do that right now. You can't afford right. to rely on those two in 2024. Are and I, I like I said, I don't want to say I like all five of the guys in that rotation. And I think they so all five have a chance to be good. I don't know if any of them have a chance to be great other than Jack Flaherty, and we know what's been going on with him the last few years with injuries, none to no fault of his own. But it's still, it's following him right now for a reason. Um, I agree. I, I don't I don't know. I don't know where you go. I think they need to do something. Here's what I'll ask you. Because you said you don't think they're going to get a, a starting pitcher. And if you were to say, put your money on it, will they get one, yes or no, I would bet no. Okay? I would Same. play it safe and say Same. no. My question to you, why in your belief, because I don't, why would they backload a contract so obviously that they were just wanting to get less money for 2023. Because if you're going to only backload, 10, if you're going to only pay him 10 and then raise up to 18 every other year, it's pretty obvious to my eyes that they wanted 2023 to be the year where they were not paying him as much as he's going to be getting. I, I think it goes Why do you think what, they would do that? I, I think it goes back to what I said earlier, that that could be money that you're waiting to spend come the trade deadline on a guy who you could extend or who is extended past 2023 that's what i'm I, saying okay i get what you're saying but one you're only paying half their contract at that point two they've already no, no, done stuff extended past so now you've got i i, I don't know no that's I don't not know what i'm that saying let's know what i'm saying when you get the guy like that you're only paying half their contract of, now of right course, you don't pick up yes. the whole thing um and they've already been they've already shown the willingness to go get a quintana a montgomery and pick up the rest of their contract that year anyway i don't think that they would be caring about saving an extra six million dollars yeah. on Contreras a for a deal that they're going to make in July for a player who's going to cost three million dollars for them. Yeah, I I don't have an answer. I mean, you're, to your me, it seems again, pretty obvious there's a reason. I just don't know what that reason is. Right, and I think again, we, it's December. We've got two months before pitchers and catchers report. Almost exactly two months, like very close to exactly two months. Uh, February 14th, I think it's Valentine's Day. Uh, I I think we'll obviously we're going to find out. Um, I think it's going to be interesting to see. Interesting. Why, a couple why, things. If, go ahead. Okay, one more thing. If you're the Cardinals, why would you not go trade for a starting pitcher? A good one. Not, I know. I, I'm I'm on board. Please, I want everybody to understand I'm on board with that. I just don't know what it looks like. I don't know who it is. I just I'm gonna say that I am on board. Not I just don't believe it's gonna be Carlos Rodon or Chris Bassett. Yeah. That's all it, I'm it saying. Maybe not. Maybe it's in the trade market. I don't know. It just seems to me that they're always that one that one like they, they have a great lineup. They have a really promising bullpen. Um, and, of course, it's the rotation that's back. In some years, their rotation's really good. Their bullpen's really good. Their lineup isn't good enough. Can they just do the thing that makes all three of their areas good? Can they just please, for the love of God, do that one extra move? It's one extra move you can do that completely changes the outlook of your team. I 100% just, for once, agreement. For once, do it, please. Like yep. That's probably what Nolan said to you. Hey, <laughs> you, there's areas that are not good enough. You need yeah. to make these areas good enough to compete, now, not just now, two of the three areas. To play devil's advocate for the, all of those out there screaming that our pitching cannot compete with the Phillies, the Padres, the Braves, the Dodgers, the Mets, 
uh, fill in the blank, the Brewers, whatever. Let's just not forget. And I put out a tweet today. The, our last two postseasons, we did not lose any one of those three games because of our starting pitching. Uh, you go back to the Dodgers game that we lost against Max with a ton of opportunities to score. Wayno goes five and a third, four hits, one earned run. You go to this year against the Phillies, Q goes five and a third, two hits, zero earned runs. Miles goes four and a third, one earned run, and two hits. We're not. I play devil's players. advocate. Well, I uh, against my devil's advocate. Is that a thing? Can you do that? Yeah, double devil. Um, here's what I'm saying. Devil ain't okay. Whatever. I get your point, and yes, it, it, while it is true, I'll bring you to the Guardians Rays game that went 14 innings scoreless, and the Astros, um, and the Astros Mariners game that went 18 innings scoreless. You've got to have guys that can compete with the other guys' top guys. You're going to have to win playoff games one nothing. You're going to have to. What I'm you, saying is our guys if, did. Our okay, guys they did it. They did it. They both gave, they gave up two runs. They did it. First of all, Q gave up zero. Miles gave up one. Wayno and Monty gave, up, gave one. up one. So now you've given up two. Monty you didn't start a game. No, Monty didn't start. He came a game. in. He came in. My point is, my point is, you just said you're not listening to starters. me. You've got to have guys that can match the aces. The aces are going to put up zeros. You've got to have our a guy. Did that. They didn't. They didn't do it. Q did for five innings, but you so didn't did trust him. Stop. So did Wayno. Stop. 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 No, he didn't. He gave a home run. We had a lead. He gave it up. It's a playoff. Okay, but he matched him, Kale. He gave up one run in five and a third. I don't want – okay, you. that's not – Scherzer wasn't even good that game. We couldn't hit – you're okay. I'm talking about last year. Stop. Quintana, well, yes, he matched him with zeros for five innings. He, they, you didn't trust him enough to go any longer because you know he wasn't good enough. They knew it. That's why if he – if they thought he up. was on the level of Zach Wheeler, they would have let him go another time through the lineup. But they didn't. They need to go get a guy that can go toe-to-toe with anybody that you go out there and face. If it's Zach Wheeler, I don't want to hear third time through the lineup, Real Muto and Hoskins are coming up. I want, okay, this is my guy, third time through the lineup. He's going to strike those two guys out. That's what they need. They don't need a guy that they have to take out because it's the third time through the lineup. And that's who they have. That's all five of their pitchers that they have right now are those guys. And that is why, even in the short sample size, yes, they were fine, but they couldn't compete with those guys. They couldn't match them. And here's my thing as well, Dad. You can say that, but I would bet quite a bit of money that as you got deeper into the postseason, the rotation would have gotten exposed a little bit more as you were seeing the same guys over and over in a series. And say they even made it to the World Series. Could they have matched up with Valdez, Javier, and Verlander? No, not even close. So, yes, in the short, in the very short sample size, they, they did well. And they might have done well the whole postseason. I don't know. But I do know that you need to have a guy in game one, your game one starter, that one, there's no question who your game Caleb, one starter is. You need I'm to gonna, know who – let me talk. Hold on. You I need to know – Let me finish. I'm one, advocate, going in – Stop. stop. Okay, well, let me finish. Let me finish. Because Zach Wheeler wasn't great in the postseason. He was great for the card. He was great against us. Can I finish what I'm saying? You need to, you need to go into the postseason next year knowing – who your number one is. There can't be a question. You need to know. Like, there's trying to be an argument about who the number one starter is. And you need to have confidence in that guy to be able to pitch to the top of the order a third time. If you don't have that, you're behind the eight ball. Okay, but we have also talked on here many times about how in the playoffs, the game changes. It's five innings to get it to your bullpen. That's it's not. Zach, it is. It is. Not for the team that won it. This year in the playoffs. Not for the team that won Zach it, was Wheeler, it? 4.5 ERA. 4.5 ERA against the Braves. He was hurt. Matchup there. He was hurt. 
He had a 1.38 ERA. So then don't tell me that you need to match up against Zach Wheeler. You do. He shut you out. He scored zero. He also had a four point or 5.2 ERA uh, in the World Series. Yeah, I guess the best team in baseball. And that's not even but that's so not what I'm, I'm saying. You, that he was hurt. didn't do that. Or did that. They did that. Because they, they threw two games. How many runs he did had... Wheeler and Nola stop? How many runs did Wheeler and Nola give up? In the first two games. Caleb, Nolan and Goldie were one for 16. If that happens again next year, I don't give two fucks if you have Glasnow and you have – That's true. You're uh, wrong. Rodon and Bassett, you lose. That's not true. Altuve and Alvarez didn't hit a lick in the world in the, in the championship series, and their pitching carried them, and they swept them. That's not they true. Made it, they made it to the championship series. They also have four other but, guys. We don't – You think Goldie would have gone over the postseason? Is that what you think? No, you gotta have guys that can carry him when he's down, Caleb, or you're not winning a World Series. You're not winning a World. It was the po- one game. He had a hit. But what do you want to do? Have, have a multi-hit game? The last three postseason games, you can't win like that. Okay, well, you know what? Also, if I mean, that's not that. That's so stupid. Altuve was zero for his first twenty, and they won, and they didn't lose a game because they have Bregman, Alvarez, and every Kyle right because their pitching carried else. them. Their pitching went eighteen innings in Seattle and didn't give up a run. Okay, you can't I compete with that if you're the Cardinals. I get it. I get it. But if we're playing the Astros, it's in the World Series. Okay? So I'll take my chances there. Okay, well, then Nola. Nola the Padres shut down great. the Dodgers. The Braves starting pitching wasn't great. The Dodgers hurt. starting pitching wasn't great. They the were Mets hurt. Starting pitching. DeGrom and Scherzer, both early exits. Like, what? DeGrom wasn't an early exit. He threw six innings. And Sorry, Scherzer, early exit. Okay, yes, Scherzer was. He was hurt. Like, let's go through this, Dad. Scherzer was hurt. The Braves, Freed was puking. Um, Strider was hurt. Morton got hurt. Okay. Kyle Wright was fantastic. Well, Strider so, didn't pitch this year in the in – the Yes, he did. He pitched in game three. Oh, that's right. He came back. I forgot. I forgot um, he came Dodgers, back. Urias was good. Uh, really good. Two games. Um, Bueller was obviously out. Kershaw was hurt. So, their rotation got decimated by injury. And Anderson was good. Tyler Anderson was great in the postseason. Um I mean, the Padres rotation, Darvish was great. Snell had some really good games. Musgrove was so good that they thought his greasy ears were making him cheat. They don't have a guy that can go out and do that when these other teams have three guys that can go out and do it, and the Cardinals don't have one. They're not going to be able to win a World Series like that. I Okay, I get it. But, again, I just – I don't know. I think, I think when, we, when it boils down to it, like, that wasn't the problem. Do you know what I mean? Like, starting pitching was not it our kind of was, Dad. It kind of okay. was because in game one, if you had a pitcher that was throwing like Quintana was, and you said, this is my ace, this is my guy, he's not coming out against Remuto, he's not coming out against Hoskins, and guess what? Ryan Helsley doesn't throw two innings and they don't lose that game. But they had to overextend their bullpen because they didn't have a game one starter that they trusted to be their game one starter. They kind of did cost you game That's... one. Okay. I just think I'm telling you, I just that just I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Your game know. one starter, Dad, in a postseason cannot be a guy that you have to plan around throwing to the two and three hitters a third time through the order. It can't. It has to be a guy like Jack Flaherty in 2019. If he was throwing like that, no way in hell would Ollie have taken him out. No way. He would have gone again. You've got to have a guy that you trust and you think that's that's my guy. I will live and die with that guy. They didn't. They'd rather live and die with their bullpen, and they died with it. Okay. I, I, I'm I, just saying, I, I don't know. I get the offense. I, I wish I, I could like find it. these stats. 
because I can't for some reason. But yeah, I get your point about the offense, Dad, but they've they've already addressed that as far as I'm concerned. Their biggest hole in the offense is now their five hitter. Like that's a big it's a big upgrade. So to me, they've that already addressed the offensive problems. They've got to go address that second problem that they always ignore and they always say, Well, we addressed a little bit and we got a little bit better, so we can sell that. But does we know this other part's probably gonna weigh us down at some point. They've got to go fix it. Or I'm telling you what, Dad, we're gonna waste Goldie. We're going to waste Nolan, their prime years. We're going to waste Wilson now that we have him, his prime years. He might not be great as all five years here. He might be, but you've got these three guys in their prime trending upwards right now. You've got to go take advantage of it, or you're just wasting all the money you're spending on them. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I I wish I could find what I was trying to look for, but I can't. I'm but then this isn't for me, and I'm not trying to shit on Q. He was great. That's nothing against him. But to me, your number one guy in your postseason at home against the Phillies, two game, you know you have to win two games, a three-game series. You have, should have enough confidence in that guy to not take him out in the middle of an inning where he is cruising, but you're playing matchups because you don't think he's your, uh, good enough to be your number one. You know what I mean? That's that you yeah, you have to fair. have a guy that you trust. Yeah. Exactly. And, and again, please, let me make it fair, and let me say, I've been on record, we need another start. I'm not arguing that. All I'm saying is – the offense still has a lot of question marks around it. Uh, Goldie and Nolan, I don't, I love them. They have not performed in their last three postseason games. I don't care what you say. There were errors by both of them. They didn't hit. They haven't hit at all. And I know you're facing good pitch, and I get it. But we need guys who are going to hit good pitch. Like, they have to show up. And I said that going into the playoffs, that if those two don't show up, it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter again next year. It just doesn't. We're not the Astros. We don't have the five all-stars that they have in their lineup, we have three now. Potentially, we're hoping others show up. We're hoping others become that. But as of right now, the, there's still a lot of question marks in our lineup. Yeah. I do think I do think getting to the lineup for some positivity here. Because I just that just frustrates me that I do believe that they – stop half-measuring. Go all in, Walter White. Stop. I'm going to be Mike. No more half-measures, Walter. Go make the move. But right. um, I will say the lineup – Man, if Tyler O'Neill, he's the X factor this year. If Tyler O'Neill is Tyler O'Neill, that lineup is going to be scary. Maybe one, of, maybe the best. In, yeah. I think I know, but I think it has the be- a chance to be the best lineup in baseball because we can talk about it right now. And really, all these guys we have faith in, and at least being better, you know. And we haven't even talked about Jordan Walker. Like they, this it has a chance to be a dynamic lineup, and I don't want to see that be wasted because you just don't have a guy that can go out there and compete with a Zach Wheeler, with an Aaron Nola, and there, with a there, Justin Verlander's now in the National League. Right. There is the argument from the devil's advocate of my devil's advocate of your devil's advocate of my devil's advocate of your devil's advocate, whatever. There is the idea that uh, if everyone else in your lineup is hitting, potentially Nolan and Goldie don't put so much pressure upon themselves, which then changes their approach, changes what they're doing. I understand all of that. I get it. We need them to continue to be who they are but then we have to have guys step up. Um, let's get to the mailbag because we spend enough time, I think, going through everything else. And we kind of want to hit on a few things here. I'll, I'll read them to you. You give me your, your kind of thoughts. All right? Because we've had a lot. We have a lot. I don't know if we'll get to all of them. But we do have a bunch of things that have popped up, which I think is always fun to try to get to. By and, the way, um, Dad, I know you're not looking at it right now. But the Suns and Pelicans are tied with two minutes left in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I was looking. I saw. And I'm missing the game right now. Oh, they're up so, by one. Shout out to Clayton Pilger on Facebook. I think you went to high school with Clayton, correct? I did. I played golf with him. Yeah. Um, do what? 
Do you see some sort I, of trade for another bullpen arm or an outfield? A trade for either? No. Mm-hmm. No. Okay. Um, you think if there's a the only trade, way it's I think for a starting pitcher? Yes, it should be. Okay. Unless, unless Liam Hendricks becomes available and they want to go all in on another bullpen guy, which I'd be all for, by the way, if they want to do that. Right. Um, right. But no, I don't, not an outfielder, not a bullpen guy. I don't think Brian Reynolds is a realistic possibility for the Cardinals. Um, I do think there is a chance that they still sign a left-handed bat. I don't think they need to personally, but I wouldn't be surprised if they go sign a, a Brantley type. That wouldn't surprise me. I think you could get more money than you think, dude. I don't. I don't because he hasn't signed okay. yet. That's why I don't think so. Okay. I don't know how big okay. the market is for him. I mean, it's still only December. Let's relax. Like we keep saying, he still hasn't signed yet. It's December 11th. Let's yes, but relax. the longer this draws on, the more that you're starting to realize there's not a bidding war going on for him. Um, all right, let's get to YouTube for a few. You ready for these? Yeah. Uh, after we talked about the outfield last time, uh, Tyler O'Neill's a stud. This is from Roderick. Well, Rockin 24W. Rock. So shout out Rockin 24Dub. Uh, 24 Kobe fan, maybe. All right. Um, I don't know. Is a stud. Five tools should be training for center field. Fourth place or fourth place hitter. I like Donovan Goldie, Arenado, O'Neill. Uh, then you have a lefty, a DH, Contreras, Newt. I think we're all in the same boat with Carlson and Edmund as well. That's a pretty good. It's a pretty good group right there. You can put them in whatever order you want. Uh, we're in agreement on Tyler O'Neill. We've been Tyler O'Neill fans. I am still. In, I, I got destroyed by a few people on Twitter because I dared to say that I think Tyler O'Neill's going to have a bounce back year, and all people want to do is come after him because he was hurt for one year. I don't know what you want me to do. Like the man played 88% of his games in the two years prior. Uh, he finished eighth in the MVP. He has one bad year, and now all of a sudden it's like, oh, this guy's injury prone. That's not. And how those are, and those are the same people, Dad, that want Cody Bellinger. So just keep that in mind. That's, um, that's fair. Or um, Tyler O'Neill. I do like Michael Conforto. I really do. If he was cheap, I would love for them to take a flyer on him, but he's not going to be cheap. Um, Tyler O'Neill, no one center field for me. No one Agreed. batting fourth for me. Because Nolan Arnado, I mean, his splits are night and day between batting third and fourth. Nolan Arnado is batting fourth. And Lars Newfar and Dylan Carlson are the only guys I even considered playing in center field. Um, but, yes, he should be playing left field and batting second or third in my lineup. That's what I would have, personally. Yep. Um, from Dennis Falstrom. This was after we talked about uh, Contreras. Why give uh, Contreras a five-year contract with his terrible health record? Didn't we just dump Fowler because he had such a poor health record? One, Contreras does not have a poor health record. We already discussed that last year. Like, he doesn't. Uh, he's a catcher. He's going to catch 100 games for you unless something fluky happens. First of all, let me explain this also. It's major league professional fucking sports. Injuries happen. Like, I don't know what you want to say. Like, these guys are giving it their all every night. People do get hurt. Mike Trout has been hurt every year for the last five years. Are we calling him injury prone and we don't want him in our lineup? So just – also not injury out. prone. People like to look at the oh, – Stop, 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 stop. Um, hold on, hold on. Let me get to this final point. Contreras has averaged a little over 100 games a, a year the last seven years with the Cubs. Catcher. We talked about this. Look, I agree that, like, that is one of the things with catchers. There's two guys out there who catch more than 120 games. Sean Murphy, we saw what they wanted for that, and JT Romuto. That's it. You want to know why as well he averaged that amount? One, because he's a catcher. And before they and they weren't and there was no DH in the National League, right? So if right. He, so back in 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, right? If he was playing, he had to be catching. Okay. So let's look at let's look at it that way, where they had Miguel Montero, they had guys like that who were catching, who were backups for him. So he played a, he caught 138 games in 2018 or played right. 138 games. Yeah. And some of those were in the outfield, I believe. Some of them were yeah, catching, most of them. Yeah. Um, 
Probably not many because Rizzo. But yeah. like now that there's a DH, you have way more opportunities to get him in the game. Um, and while taking him off his feet from behind the plate and keeping Correct. him in your lineup, that's why they did it. The game has changed, guys. It's not – yes, he only, caught, he only played 105 games in 2019. He was catching. So he's right. not going to catch every game Correct. because he's not Yadier Molina. Because guess how many Yadier Molinas there have been? One. One Yadier Molina. There's been one. Yeah. That's why he was special. That's yep. why he'll be in the Hall of Fame. That's my view. Um, also, you, Dexter Fowler, they got rid of him because he sucked, not because he was hurt. Okay, right. Next. Um, you mean humanity is not happy with our outfielders? Uh, the answer is no. We have a bunch of outfielders who cannot hit, not stay healthy, and uh, are overrated. Don't We don't agree with there, but he's very angry at our outfielders. Uh, this guy would love Twitter. I think he's probably I one think, of the guys okay, we so talk to on Twitter. Here's the thing. I understand the 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 hesitancy and and reluctance of rolling Carlson and Tyler back out there and relying on them. I do get that. I can't say that I don't understand where you're coming from. Here's my thing. Tyler O'Neill is the most talented player on our baseball team. The most talented, yes. in my opinion. Yes. I'm not giving up on that guy one year removed from a top 10 MVP finish. Dylan Correct. Carlson, 24 years old, was dealing with an injury and still hit 30 doubles. Not giving up on him either because I don't even really want to. If he's batting seventh or eighth in your lineup, and he even does what he did again last year and plays good defense, he's still a valuable player for you. Right. We know there's upside there. So his floor is an average hitter, and his ceiling is 15 20% above average hitter. Like that's, re- that's attainable next year. Uh, so fair, I don't he agree. He does say that we have some good in the pipeline. That is true. Uh, this guy, hey, shout out to him. He misses the outfield of uh, Gilkey, Langford, Brian Jordan. So do I, buddy. Those are three of my favorite Cardinals of all time. Met Bernard Gilkey at about 2 a.m. at White Castle. Uh, super nice dude. Super nice guy. Just said, hey, Bernie, how are you? He smiled at me. It was a nice exchange. Uh, no dap, no high five. Just say, hey, uh, I was in a different altered state. I believe he might have been as well. That's all I'm saying. A um, yeah. couple, couple other things. Um, just I missed the outfield of I miss the outfield of Matt Holiday, John Jay, and Alan Craig personally, but that's just me. Uh, Chris Widener, uh, O'Neill is going to be an all-star and on the MVP shortlist. He's playing for millions and training accordingly. We agree, buddy. We agree, Chris. We're on board with that. Um, Nick Elliott, if there's any chance that Pittsburgh trades Reynolds, the Cardinals better be all over that. I think we talked about that, and I think we're in full agreement. Yep, they should be, but um, I'm not in the camp of go all in to get him. Yep. You know, like I would be in on it for sure, and I would kick it around but I'm not going all in like the all in I'm not trading Mason Wynn. I'm sorry. It's not happening. Um, Thomas Tigret, double T Wilson just put up a career uh, offensive year in the Cubs lineup where his only protection was Patrick wisdom. Also former Cardinal uh, excited to see where or what he can do with Goldie and Arenado around him. As it turns out, according to Gould, the A's wanted Newt Donovan, which we talked about uh, Tommy. We agree with that 100%. I, the only um, thing I have to say is don't disrespect Ian Happ. He was also there. And I love that man. <laughs> Uh, Lincoln Land Picker, you do you believe? Do you believe? Uh, um, picks Land guitar? guitar. No, I think he picks Land. Uh, it Land Picker. No, Lincoln Land, Illinois. What's your name? I thought you said Lamb. I thought you said Lamb. Picker. No, Lincoln Land. Uh, still wish the Cardinals could get a starter. We just talked about that. Contreras, great find. Uh, he's good now, and I think he'll be much better by the end of 23. I think we're in agreement with that. We really love those. So thank you, guys. There's more. We couldn't get to all of them, I know. Um, but we re- first of all, we appreciate you guys. Uh, thank you so much for 100 all that, subscribers. I, I actually really enjoy doing that. Yeah, we're up over 100. Hey, one last time. While you're on there, there's a lot of you that are on there, and we greatly appreciate you. Uh, thank you so much for this. 
We are having a blast. Hopefully, we got a few big announcements coming in the next couple months. Caleb's supposed to be getting some guests. He's too busy with finals. Wait, which is more important? I don't know. Maybe getting a guest for the fucking podcast versus your final. I dude, no. I need to get this done and never think about these classes again. <laughs> but while you are, what is the score of the Pels game, by the way? They're up one with twenty seconds left. Okay, okay, well, just hurry up and end the okay. podcast and uh, go watch anyway, it. You're not going to commercial. Well, yeah. Here you go. Um, hey, while you're on YouTube, please hit the subscribe button. <laughs> please hit the subscribe button. You guys are absolutely awesome. Hopefully, we've got some more Cardinal news soon. We will be back later this week. If something big happens, we'll be back sooner than that. Uh, tell a friend. We greatly appreciate you. Stay safe. <laughs> <laughs> just say it. Just end it. Catch you later. Cheers.